that's been so important to us just to stay uh, aware of the economy, stay abreast of things that are going on, and and try and keep up with uh, you know the, the rapid pace of uh, business and life and tools and and so forth in, in our industry. You're listening to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro, the place to learn about new technology and technological advances before they become mainstream. This podcast is sponsored by D-Link Technology. Make your home smarter, safer, and truly seamless. Let's get into it. Welcome to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. I'm your host, Kerry Roberts, and our guest today is the founder and CEO of the Fulcrum Group, Steve Meek. Steve is a 20-plus year technology veteran and has served as the VP level or higher in his past three roles and has earned multiple technical certifications. He founded the Fulcrum Group in 2002, a Fort Worth, Texas-based managed service provider and managed security service provider, where he uses his degree in business to focus on company vision, the client experience, and their management framework. Welcome, Steve. Thank you for being here today. Well, thanks so much, Karen. I appreciate it. So today we are talking about the role technology plays in small businesses and how it has evolved over time. But before we start with that, I want to talk about something that you wrote, Steve. You said that early in your career, you got frustrated with the answer, it depends, which led you to starting your company. Can you talk about what that answer was referring to and why you set out to change it? Sure. So uh, at the time, I was managing some technical people, and it was before I had turned to the dark side and become more technical myself. So being an operations manager at the time, I'd asked about the best way to proceed on, I believe it was a network upgrade. And, uh, you know, this is back in the Novell days, but uh, I'd asked a very pointed question, and I got the it depends answer. And that was it. I was just kind of stuck. And as a manager, I'm thinking, you know, I, I... I don't need to know the technical details, but I just need to know the implications. If I go left, what happens? You know, what what are the costs? What are the benefits? You know, what what happens? Or if I go right, you know, the same thing. And and I just felt like I was really held hostage by the answer of it depends and no follow up information. And so out of that, I, I just uh, and, and even that's the the source behind the Fulcrum Group name. There's a lot of different ways that you can develop, implement, uh, deploy what you select for technology. But where the value comes is how people go about that implement uh, implementation, how they how they choose to do things, and so that that just kind of became one of those uh, lifelong lessons for me in my career in technology that uh, you know don't leave the other party hanging, be very clear about the implications of doing one thing or the implication of doing you know the opposite because there's vastly different uh, possibilities and. The whole point is to arm the the person, the the casual listener, and what's the best way to proceed. Yeah, I mean, that's something I think we all need, and I love that you brought that to our attention. And when you think about, you know, the last 20, even 10 years, can you tell us how technology has changed for small businesses, in your opinion? I think one of the biggest uh, changes is that even the, the smallest organization can appear to be an extremely large organization. You know, we've got uh, uh, smaller firms have access to much better tools than uh, a long time ago. Used to every small organization would have to make a a lot of investments in servers and equipment and infrastructure. And 
it took a, it took a long time. Originally, the fulcrum group was just me because I was trying trying to hide the fact that I was a one man show trying to service these organizations. So I was the group when the, when the company first started. But now companies don't have to go through such links to do that with uh, cloud based technologies and shared everything. It's easy for uh, a single organization in this gig economy to appear like they're a much larger organization, or at least provide an extremely quality client experience without a significant investment in, in their business just to get going. And as most businesses know, security is an important issue and it's a growing topic of concern. And, you know, we hear all the time about big firms getting breached, but it can happen to small businesses as well. Can you speak to this and give maybe some suggestions on how a small business can have better security? Sure. There's a lot of different uh, tool sets out there that can help the organization. Some of them are generic, uh, like the, uh, the the government entity, the, the National Institute of Standards and Technologies. They're associated with the Department of Commerce, but they were created by a federal executive order to kind of help organizations protect critical infrastructure. But the great thing is they're generally applicable to all organizations. So the NIST uh, cybersecurity framework, or sometimes called the NIST CSF, uh, it's associated with five different pillars, identify, protect, detect, um, respond, and recover. But uh, out of those five pillars, uh, are, you're provided kind of different strategies and how to protect your organization. And so on the protect phase, when I first started, got, uh, when I first got started in technology, it was all about firewalls and antivirus. And so in the protect phase, you have firewalls and antivirus, but around that, uh, now there's more effort and energy put towards things like in the identify phase, focusing on things like risk assessments, uh, vulnerability scans, or in the detect phase, uh, things like having a, a SIM device, a, a network device that collects logs from all your equipment so that you're able to instantly report on things. But, uh, you know, work, working all five pillars of the NIST CSF, an organization is better able, better equipped to protect themselves. And uh, even within specific industries, there's other tool sets that help within uh, if an organization is bound by HIPAA, HIPAA compliance, the organization that uh, runs HIPAA actually came out with a scaled down version called HICCP, H-I-C-P. But basically, they've scaled down cybersecurity into a smaller number of uh, areas like a cookbook to help you work through and just pick up the things that you'd like to do first or that you find easiest and just keep working your way down. There's there's another organization, the uh, Center for Internet Security also has what they call their CSC20, the most common, 20 most common threats and which ones have the highest impact. And basically, I think there was an, an estimate that if you work the first five, it eliminates something like 58% of risk for a small business. So so for a small business, just trying to f- figure out where to start is very difficult. And, uh, you know, the guidelines provided by these organizations kind of help you get there a little bit quicker or a little bit easier. And when you say small business, I mean, when should a business be thinking about this type of security? When they're a business of one or 20 or 500? What are your thoughts on that? I think that there's threats to every organization. If you're if you're a small business and you only have two clients and one of those clients gets breached because of you, then all of a sudden you've lost all of your business. And, uh, you know, if you think about the, the target threat, or the the target breach that happened uh, recently, that was all, that organization was compromised through their HVAC vendor. 
And uh, NIST recently came out with uh, guidance targeting third parties as a threat. So if you're a small company trying to grow, I think you have to have some sense of security from day one. I'm not saying you spend the bulk of your budget on security, but I think you can take uh, a basic level of security just with how you do credentials and you know how you keep up with permissions and how you enable and disable users. You know, there's a lot of low-cost things that you can do that are more process-oriented that can help you protect yourself, which in turn helps protect your clients from threats against you. In in our own world, I guess in 2017, uh, CERT, uh, an organization associated with the government, came out and warned us that the Chinese are actively targeting MSPs. So the past couple of years, uh, the Fulcrum Group has taken a lot of extra measures to to help make sure that we've got additional security levels in place. You know, reviewing our information and and just making sure that, in addition to all the the great things that we do for our clients, that we're following the same strategies for ourselves. That we're conducting risk assessments, doing vulnerability scans. That we've got monitoring in place 24/7 to kind of help us know if somebody is trying to get into the network or attacking the network. It's a scary thing. You know, 500 of the uh, top 500 organizations have been breached. So if they've got all this budget, resources, and time, and experts, and they're still getting breached, then, you know, small organizations like myself and others need to make sure that they're uh, paying at least a little bit of effort towards uh, protecting themselves. Yeah, I know for me, the more I learn about it, you know, there's just so much out there. Um, We had another guest on this show that even talked about, you know, things within your office, you know, the front desk person, how that can be a security issue, you know, if they give out information over the phone. And so I think the more we talk about this, you know, just the, the more we become aware and the more we need people like yourself to help us stay educated and have the right tools as well. Yeah, I think uh, for a small business owner, if they if they want an idea of how easy it is to reach an organization or, or to get access to information, you know, one of the things I would recommend is uh, there's a, a cybersecurity expert. You know, he was a, a former uh, black hat uh, hacker, if you will. Uh, but Kevin Mitnick had uh, written a couple of books, but uh, you know, reading Ghost in the Wires which is kind of, it talks a little bit about his life and uh, in more detail about what happened, uh, you know, back when he was the world's most uh, wanted hacker. But it just gives you a sense of, you know, he really wasn't trying to attack or get, he wasn't trying to make money off of being a hacker, but just his ability to interact with people socially, he was able to bypass some of the, the, the best security tools and best security practices and compromise federal organizations and large companies, and it was just at will. Uh, If you think about it, what I came away from the book after reading it was just that with time and the right people on the other end of the phone, you can get access to pretty much anything. And uh, I've tried to use some of the lessons from this in our our own organization to protect ourselves against uh, social engineering efforts beyond what comes in via uh, email or or other technical systems. Mm, Yeah, that's definitely a book I will be checking out because I think you're right. Just the, the better we're educated, the more we know, the better we can kind of protect ourselves from all of this. Hey, everyone. We hope you're enjoying this episode of B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. Let's pause for a moment to recognize our sponsor, D-Link Systems. 
Are network speeds slowing you down or security risks top of mind? Talk with D-Link Systems. Leverage award-winning products and deploy networks that are second to none with D-Link wireless, surveillance, and switching solutions. Contact Ashley Ruggiero at Ingram Micro today. That's Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y dot Ruggiero, R-U-G-G-E-R-I-O at IngramMicro.com. Also, before we jump straight back to today's episode, we want to share with you another resource you're going to want to check out. Did you know that you could start your guided journey through PartnerTrack today? It's the tool that eliminates uncertainty in the IT channel. You can access meaningful content, get trained on new tech, and attend networking events all while getting rewarded. Register now at IngramMicroPartnerTrack.com. All right, let's get back to the show. I want to move forward just a little bit because besides technology, there are some other important things that you've suggested a business should do to keep evolving. And you're a huge fan of structure and process in an organization. What does structure and process look like for you? Well, for the for the Fulcrum Group, uh, we my my degree's in business, and uh, so I thought I knew a lot. But as uh, you know, when you when you first challenge yourself with uh, starting a business, you you realize how woefully underprepared things like uh, schools and programs can actually get you ready for being an entrepreneur. And one of the things that we became associated with, uh, Vern Harnish wrote a book called uh, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. And I think he he released an update to it called Scaling Up, uh, which I also read. But uh, he goes through and just talks about how to run a small business. And what he did, he, he got a lot of his experience from being associated with a, uh, uh, with a small business development center. And he noticed some commonalities between those organizations. You know, organizations that are growing struggle with some different areas. And, you know, he talked about people and strategy and cash and execution as kind of the, the four key areas. But he also created, you know, similar like we talked about with cybersecurity, that it helps to kind of have things to start with, he basically created a whole bunch of tactics. And I, I, I love reading business books. Uh, I prefer history, but I, I do enjoy business books. And, uh, you know, some of the great things that I took away from his book, as opposed to some of the others out there, is I came away with instant tactics that I could deploy in whatever order I preferred. And that would help me start managing our organization better. So first, it started off with something simple as uh, morning huddles, uh, you know, stand-up huddles that are, uh, you know, typically associated with uh, Agile, that, uh, you know, evolved into quarterly themes and uh, all kinds of other tactics within our organization, uh, including annual planning. And it basically took us five years, but after five years, now, uh, you know, vast majority of the things recommended within Scaling Up, uh, we started deploying within our own organization including things like uh, something as simple as start, stop, keep exercises. Uh, once a year, we uh, poll our team anonymously and say, hey, what, what things would you like us to start doing? What would you like us to stop doing? And what would you like us to keep doing? And uh, you know, through that simple exercise, it gives us a whole bunch of ideas from the front lines on you know, how we can de-hassle their lives and make things easier. And uh, you know, I think it, it helps our team members buy into our organization because if they make a suggestion that we actually take on, then it feels like you're you're part of the management process, and that's always one of the most important things with engagement is feeling like you're you're part of the process and that people take your advice as a as an employee. 
I love that. And along those same lines, you know, great leadership is crucial to a successful company. And you like to call it specifically visionary leadership. Can you kind of expand on this? And, you know, what does it mean? And how can small business leaders promote forward thinking in their organization? Well, for for me, I guess being a 20-year veteran uh, in IT, you know, I catch myself saying uh, fairly regularly, oh, you can do that now? Uh, just because it seems like, uh, you know, the industry and technology changes so rapidly. You know, every three years, my business partner and I comment, it feels like we're uh, running a different business or focusing on different uh, outcomes for our clients to, to keep adding value. And I think for, for visionary leadership, it's it's easy to believe your own stuff, you know, early in our existence, I think there's something like 12 cognitive biases, and you know, I definitely fell victim to the confirmation bias that whatever I believe to be true, I would try and implement that because the facts seem to support it. But you know, I was maybe not being honest with myself. You know, it's just a a natural thing that happens to leaders. It's easy to fall victim to your own beliefs. And so for us, you know, we've had to surround ourselves with experts. Uh, you know, we've got an expert or you know. HR and legal and accounting and tax and selling and uh, and management in general, but uh, you know people we can bounce ideas off of and seek out our own biggest critics on how to do things to to try and make sure that we're making good decisions in our own best interest. As you were saying, you are part of the TrustX community, which is part of something that Ingram Micro does. Is there something that you feel you've really gotten out of it in the last couple of years as being a part of it, something that you're just so grateful to be a part of it? I think there's a, a lot of things, you know, the, the, the relationship with Ingram Micro and the TrustX Alliance, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a three-legged relationship between uh, partners. So, uh, you know, I've got a relationship with uh, uh, other partners that are like me and, uh, you know, I, I love Ingram and they've been a big part of our business. And so that's one of the legs but out of the partners, I've got kind of that untainted, truth-speaking peer that will tell me like it is. So, uh, you know, I love everything that Ingram does, but it means so much more when another partner says, yes, Ingram, and here's why, you know, we've had this great experience. It's just that uh, confirmation that, you know, hey, it's not just somebody trying to promote something that, you know, they really st- uh, stand up for what they're doing. They really offer this service and it's just been extremely helpful for uh, steering me through the, you know, the vast majority of technologies and tools and products and solutions and, and vendors. Now, you know, through this whole interview and, and for people that know you or have read about you, you obviously are very passionate about what you do. You are constantly learning, trying to grow. When you look at technology as a whole, where do you see it going within the next year? Within the next year, I think security is going to continue to uh, to drive a lot of uh, a lot of our activity. Just trying to protect that data that we have, trying to protect our clients from having things uh, happen to them through through our relationship. One of the uh, former directors of security for for the government said something like, "It's not a matter of uh, it's not whether you're going to get breached anymore. It's more of a matter of when." So I think we always have to keep an eye to the to the security areas and uh, you know how to how to limit the uh, you know the, the plane of exposure to you know to all the threats that are out there. And if people want to get in touch with you personally or with your company, where can they find out more about you or your business via social media or a website? 
uh, I'm pretty active on uh, LinkedIn. Some of the research and readings that I've had were around social media. And so my understanding is that the top three things associated with uh, B2B commerce is uh, the, the top three social medias are going to be LinkedIn, Twitter, or, and uh, YouTube. So within our organization, we're trying to stay active on those uh, in those three areas. And uh, uh, if you look up for me in uh, LinkedIn, uh, you should be able to find me. And my nickname is the doctor around our organization. So look for Steve Meek and the doctor and you should be able to uh, track me down. Perfect. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much, Steve, for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Carrie. Uh, like I said, I, I am very passionate. I, I still love what I do and it feels great to get up and feel like I'm making a difference in companies' lives and uh, helping, helping our associates uh, grow personally. And I just absolutely love it still. If you like this episode or have a question, join the discussion on Twitter at Ingram Tech Soul with the hashtag B2B Tech Talk. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. You've been listening to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro, hosted by Carrie Roberts and sponsored by D-Link Technology. B2B Tech Talk is a joint production by Sweetfish Media and Ingram Micro. Ingram Micro production handled by Laura Burton and Christine Fan. To not miss an episode, subscribe today in your favorite podcast platform.